have everybody's attention now. Ladies and gentlemen. Hey, yo. Welcome to the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the Introducing first, from parts unknown, our resident Mark, Johnny Smart. Well, let me tell you something, brother. Next, coming down the aisle, the unstoppable force, the immovable object, Doc Haas. Haas. I can't help that I'm custom made. I can't help it that I look good, smell good, can't dance all night long. And here is your host. The baby face of podcasting, JC Bo. You know what? You just made the list. Elizabeth, go right, not going left. Can I ask a question, Macho Man? Question, question. You're listening to the fourth wall wrestlecast. Oops, I'm breaking the fourth wall. And what up, fam, and welcome to the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. We are the Fourth Wall WrestleCast. If this is your first time tuning in, we can be found on the Wrestle Addict Radio Network every Saturday and on every major podcast platform. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. I am your host, the baby face of podcasting, JC Bones. And let's give a huge Fourth wall welcome. Guess who's back? Back again. It's the return of the reigning, defending, undisputed Smark of New Jersey. He is the third man of the fourth wall wrestle cast, introducing Mr. Johnny Smarks. Oh my God, you all missed me. You don't have to tell me twice. I know. It's okay. I have my own show now. I don't need these clowns. I'm sure we lost all of our viewers. Oh, viewers. Jesus Christ. Listeners. Listeners. <laughs> listeners. I can't even cut a heel promo. Bones. You already give us enough heat on your solo show. Oh, my God. Uh, Here we go. New England sucks. There it is. Anyway, our good brother Doc Haas is out on assignment and will return next week for episode 12. If you are enjoying the fourth wall experience, please give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at fourth wall cast. That's the number four T H W A double L C A S T. And please be sure to follow wrestle addict radio at addict wrestle. And we are now announcing officially announcing the official launch of our official Patreon page. Oh my Lord. Shit's official. Johnny. We're official. So our Patreon page went live on Friday, February 1st. So what does that mean? That means for as low as $1 a month, you will receive early access to our weekly shows, 
discounts on merchandise, exclusive audio and video content for your kayfabe consumption. And that is going to include shows like Smarky's Singles Run, Kayfabe Classics, Sunday Night Aftermath, Hashtag Be Involved, and Adventures on the Indies, and much, much more. So be sure to go to patreon.com backslash fourth wall wrestlecast and join the fourth wall fam. So, Johnny, we got a lot of topics to go over, but I want to start with Do we the ever? NXT TakeOver Phoenix from last Saturday. So that's right up your alley. So, Johnny, take it away. I have two words for NXT TakeOver. Holy shit. I was hoping you'd say we, that. <laughs> dude, and yeah. I think we can all agree. I mean, that might have been the best NXT TakeOver so far. Um, I, I heard Doc, I was talking to him the other day, and I think he agrees with that. Rare moment when Doc Haas and Johnny Smarks actually agree on very, something. Very, very rare. I know. I, I just I can't believe it. Even even like the dark matches that no one even knew about, well, most of them were most. you know. Yeah. Most of them were given up post. But I mean God. It was just so good. So, I mean, let's talk about it. I'm sitting here, like, just praising something. So, <laughs> so let's get down to business. Let's talk about this. I mean, seven matches, um, five of them airing on NXT TakeOver Phoenix. Two were taped for this episode of NXT. Uh, we don't really have time to talk about them, but I do want to just touch on Sky Pirates versus Marina Shafir and Jessamyn Duke. Weakest match of the night because of Marina Shafir and Jessamyn Duke. They, they're just not with it yet. I, I mean... It's not as clean of a run or a transition as it's been with other MMA fighters like Matt Riddle and Shayna Baszler and, of course, Miss Rousey. Right. Um, Forgotten Sons, Street Profits, very surprised Street Profits actually lost this. But I guess that means these uh, Forgotten Sons are getting a bit of a push. But whatever. We'll talk about that another time, maybe on a Sparky Singles run or maybe next week. So first match of night. The one I was actually the most interested in, the War Raiders versus uh, Undisputed Era. Uh, Bones, how shocked were you when uh, War Raiders won? I was shocked. I didn't think Undisputed Era was going to lose their tag titles. They're really harping on 2019 being the year that they're going to have all the gold. And then the first takeover after they make this bold statement, they lose the only gold that the faction has. Uh, I thought it was a great win, though, for War Raiders, and I could see them really leading this tag division for a while. I think we may see Undisputed Era out of the tag title picture for a little while and maybe just getting into some other other side feuds. I don't know where it's going to go, but uh, War Raiders and, and Undisputed put on a five-star match. That right there was my match of the night. Yeah, um, they are large men, and they are large men that could fly. Mm-hmm. The yeah. War Raiders. Um, uh, is it Hanson? Yeah, it's Hanson. Mm-hmm. That guy is a monster. Yeah, they, he can he can fly with the best of them. So it's cool to see that. I like I like the cartwheels. They're yes. they're my favorite part. Um, I want you know. Let's see where War Raiders goes from here. I'm I'm just trying to think what tag teams we have that they can defend against. Um, I mean, we have the Street Profits, the Forgotten Sons. I mean, who else is left? I don't think either of those. I mean, maybe Street Profits. Um, I mean, the Mighty's gone. Yep. So there's that. 
I don't know. Maybe we'll see something else going on. Maybe we'll start seeing some new tag teams form on NXT. That way we can get some more competition out there for the tag titles. That would be fantastic. So, by the way, long match two, 16 minutes, 57 seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad the tag team got a tag team match got that much um, that much time. Yeah. So, speaking of match times, the shortest match in that is the second match: uh, Matt Riddle versus Cassius Ono. I went into this match with no expectations. Um, I like Matt Riddle. I really like Cassius Ono, but I like Cassius Ono ten years ago. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't I don't know. What what do you think, Bones? I, I feel like Cassius Ono fell into that Dolph Ziggler card uh from a few years ago when Ziggler was the guy that all the call ups always fought uh to go over on the main roster. He did it for Baron Corbin, for Bobby Roode, for Shinsuke. I feel like yep. that's where Cassius Ono is. I do like that Cassius is actually in a storyline and he's been on takeovers now. Um but I, I definitely see this coming to an end between him and Riddle. And I could see Cassius Ono and maybe Keith Lee getting into a feud next to start giving Keith Lee a push that I think is well-deserved as well. I don't think he's going to be in NXT for much longer, though. Who, Keith, uh, Lee Keith, Keith Lee it is. Keith Lee, you mean? Yeah. yeah. I, I would love to see Cassius come up. I, I, know, I know that Cesaro's in the bar, but oh, come on. Yeah. Just... Just one run. Just yeah, that's all. All we need is one run with the kings of wrestling, Cassius and Cesaro, and I think oh, that would make a lot of people very happy. I'd be so happy. Mm-hmm. Um, so short match, nine minutes twenty seconds. Next match, very very surprising. I again, I, I think we all knew. Well, going back to it, I, I didn't talk about this. I think we all knew Matt Riddle was going to be Cassius Ono, right? Yeah, that that hands down. I mean, yeah. it was their second match, so if Ono did come out with a victory, I wouldn't. I'm sorry, it was their third match because they fought on NXT television also, and that's when NXT uh, Ono uh, hit him with the low blow. But I think for a takeover, right. takeover purposes, yes, it made sense for Riddle to win. But if Ono did win, it wouldn't have made a difference. I think it would have just extended the feud longer than it really needed to be. Yeah, we see that a lot these yeah. days. So going back to it. Second longest match of the night. I'm, I'm all about match times right now for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, Johnny Gargano beats Ricochet. Didn't see what? that coming. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. The only thing I saw was maybe Gargano getting a title and Ricochet being part of Worlds Collide and Ricochet challenging for something else. Right. But that didn't happen. Yeah. But this is Gargano's first singles title now in NXT. Uh, I think... I think which this is, is a good start for Gargano's twenty. The way the rest of the year is going to pan out for Gargano, I, I agree. Still think, do you do you still think we're going to see a Gargano and Champa match at any point? I don't see that happening now at Takeover New York. Let me throw you some fantasy booking right okay. here. Tommaso and Ciampa, <laughs> you got that? Yeah. As I said, Tommaso and Ciampa. Um, Tommaso and Johnny form heel DIY, which I think a lot of us want to see, right? But in real life, Johnny is just doing this to get closer to Tommaso, turns on him, and we see them fight again. I could see that happening, and we're talking about there not really being a lot of tag teams now in NXT, and maybe hire me, Trip, right? Maybe they could be the tag team that that feuds with War Raiders at at a takeover or an NXT taping and wins the tag titles. 
kind of like a two-man power trip style. Ooh. Ooh. But then, but then what happens with the tag belts? After like that, uh, if they're going to feud, I don't know. It, it's interesting how, how they're going to pan this story out between Gargano and Champa going into the rest of the year. Yeah. But I definitely see the two of them staying on NXT TV throughout 2019. I don't see either of them coming up to the main roster. I don't see them coming over either. I don't. Um, if anything, they're up in some type of special event. But Right. But I, I did think it was great that Gargano had uh, a spot in the Royal Rumble. It was really nice. That was his first time ever doing anything on the main roster, which is kind of surprising for considering how long he's been with the company. But that was really cool seeing Gargano in the Royal Rumble. I think he had yep. put on a really good showing, too, in the Rumble itself. Yep. Yep. Um, I I hope it goes the way I'm thinking. I, I don't know if it's going to. Mm-hmm. But I definitely see them both staying down for now. For now. Right. So, next match. Probably the I worst think, match on the card. No way. Yeah, I thought you, so. I didn't, I didn't, we're talking about the Shayna Baszler, Bianca Belair. Yeah. For yeah. the women's title. I did not, I don't know, I wasn't into that match at all. Uh, I think Bianca did put, she looked great in the ring against someone like Shayna. I thought there could have been a lot more coming out of that match. I don't know. I, I don't hey. know what it is, what it was missing. I didn't like the fact that Jessamine and Marina had to get involved at the end because the two of them just ruin everything. What did oh, you wow. think about the match? Wow. Damn. Um, I, I, I see where you're coming from. I don't think Shayna Baszler and Bianca Belair can work together well. Hmm. Now, I am not in the industry. I'm an outside person who is making comments about something that I have no experience with other than being a fan. But you can tell when wrestlers don't click together in the ring and can't tell a story. Does that make sense? Yes, makes perfect sense. There were some awesome spots in the matches, though. You know, like uh, the welt that Bianca Belair left with the hair whip. Yes. Oh, my God. She drew, oh my God. She drew some blood. That, that was quite interesting. I mean, that's kind of crazy hair. with the hair. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But, you know, I, I see where you're coming from. I just don't think they work well together. Um, yeah. I think Shayna is more of, like, a grappler. I think she'd have great matches with, like, um, Natalia. Yeah. She'd have great matches with Natalia. Bianca Belair. Mm-hmm. Great matches with... Um, <clears throat> Ruby Riot. Oh, God, you and Ruby Riot. <laughs> um, yeah, actually, Ruby Riot, mm-hmm. and then maybe some of the uh, you know more high-flying people. Lita. <laughs> there you go. So I, I could see. Um, what do you think about the the finish? Is, is Bianca Belair still going to say she's undefeated because she never tapped out? I think so, and I actually think that's where it went. If I... If I'm not mistaken, she did have a backstage interview and she still is calling herself undefeated because she wasn't pinned and she did not tap out. So passed out. Yeah, she passed out. If we're going to get technical. She lost the match. Yeah, she's she's still lost. Sorry, Bianca. So the big match of the night, which in my opinion was not the biggest match of the night, but Tommaso Ciampa defeats Alistair Black in almost in almost a half an hour long match. Yeah. Awesome match. 
great not the best of the night. Great yes. storytelling. You're right. It definitely wasn't matched tonight. Great storytelling. Um, it was a great way to potentially end this feud with Black and Champa. I mean, I guess we'll see how that pans out after halftime heat uh, this Sunday. Can we speak about this? Alistair, Johnny Gargano are in the Rumble. Tommaso Ciampa's not. Right. Yeah. I don't. Have they ever. Kevin I, I Owens. Guess with the exception of Kevin Owens, yeah. He did come over to the main roster when he was champ. Yeah, I, I'm fine with Champa still staying over in NXT and not showing his face in the main roster yet. I'm, I'm fine with that. I don't know. I'd love to see every champion from every brand together just one a, day. Yeah. That'd just be so cool. Yeah. So, um, you know, Alistair looked great in a rumble. So I think, like I said, I think he's going to be a mid-year call-up. I agree. Um, I think so, too. So I think that's why he might have lost and not gotten a title. Right. He had his title run. Yeah. So, I don't know. There's that. That's all I got on, on NXT. I, I don't know how they are going to top that one. I really don't. Um, but they're going to have to now. I think we're going to start seeing some some newer names in the main event picture. Uh, I think we're going to see more Velveteen Dream. We're going to see Adam Cole. We're going to see Matt Riddle, maybe some Keith Lee. We're going to see these these names uh, getting into that main event title pictures, whether it be the North American title or uh, NXT championship. And that's going to lead to some really good matches on the card going into um, NXT TakeOver New York. Yep. 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 So oh, if, if you were to grade NXT TakeOver Phoenix on a five-star scale, what would you – I I would give it like a four and a half stars. 4.75. I say necessarily it was a five-star card. Again, the Bianca match didn't do it for me. 4.75. There you go. We're going to get real down to the, the number. It's marching band stuff. You know that. <laughs> Right on. So overall, it was a great show and uh, always looking forward to see how they're going to top it. I think we say this every time and they always find a way to top the last one. They do. They do. What will they think of next? There has never been an NXT takeover that we have been disappointed with. It's funny how that works. Yeah. Yet we're so yet we're so like critical about um, WWE. Yeah. You know? Yep. But yet NXT is always next to flawless every time time they put on a show. It's like they can do no wrong. Yeah. So, all right, Johnny, I think it's time we take an adventure. Yo, what's up, everyone? It's the man of a thousand gimmicks, Dusty Dave from the Kings of the Rings podcast. And you can check me, King Ricky Rose, Willie T, the Mac Milton. Every Friday with Kings of the Rings podcast on Wrestle Addict Radio. So be sure to tune in. Be sure to give us a follow at KOTR underscore podcast. And goodbye. And good night. Bang. Ladies and gentlemen, now presenting Adventures on the Indies. 
Okay, this is usually where Doc will start us off, but in his absence, I'm going to take us on an adventure on the indies, and we're going to talk about some All Elite Wrestling, which has been the big topic on the indies for a few weeks now, well, since the beginning of the year. Uh, All Elite Wrestling issued a press release uh, that next week, on February 7th, they're going to be holding the Double or Nothing Ticket Announcement Party. Uh, the ticket announcement party will take place at the Splash Pool at the MGM Grand Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, oh my God. They're promoting that Cody Rhodes, the Young Bucks, Brandy Rhodes will all be in attendance, and they're going to reveal spectacular new signings, exciting new partnerships, ticket on sale information, and a surprise special guest at the party. I wonder who this surprise special guest might be. Who do you think it is, Bones? I wonder if it could be Kenny Omega, considering this past week on Being the Elite, he now has a countdown on his cell phone. And when do you think the countdown is up? At the uh, the ticket announcement party on the 7th. Oh, no way. Shocking, right? I didn't see Shocking. that coming at all. Uh, the ticket announcement party will open will be open to fans on a first-come, first-served basis, but it will also be streaming on the Being the Elite YouTube channel, AEW's Twitter account, the Young Bucks Facebook page, and Brandy's Instagram, similar to the Double or Nothing rally. So every platform we had to watch that, we were able to see the ticket party as well. Uh, and don't forget, everyone, the Double or Nothing event is scheduled to happen on Saturday, May 25th. So talking about some of the new signees that they have over at AEW, it has been announced this week that the likes of superstars like Beretta, Chucky e. T, and Matt Seidel are free agents, and they're rumored to be considering signing with AEW. Mr. Also, I can't keep drugs out of my body, Matt Seidel? Matt Seidel, yeah, that's the guy. I am so excited, man. I hope he's got a better run in him now because... It got a little scary with him and, and the drugs and the, and the alcohol. Yeah. I hope that that's all done and over with with him. And we'll be seeing a, him with a fresh start maybe over an AEW. He's a great wrestler. He really is. Um, they also announced uh, that two other superstars, Sammy Guevara and Kylie Ray from AAA, uh, are also in talks about signing with AEW if they haven't already done so. It hasn't been officially announced, but they have been in talks as well. So just looking at that list of names, you know, uh, partnered up with the roster they already have with the likes of Jericho, Pac, Joey Janela, Britt Baker, and more, uh, they're going to start off this promotion with a pretty solid, uh, solid roster. You know, there are other names on the indies that I think uh, AEW might have their sights on. I mean, you have guys like Pentagon, Phoenix. Uh, I know they were looking at Bandito, but I think Bandito just signed with ROH. Uh, he did. What about Joey Ryan? Joey Ryan's on being the elite now as well. I don't know if he's stuck to any kind of contract. Is he still stuck to a Lucha underground contract? He was with them for a while. I'm not too sure. But, uh, you know, what's great about Joey Ryan is that his character cannot work in WWE. So I don't think we're going right. to see him in AEW. I, I can't see WWE advertising famous dick wrestler Joey Ryan. <laughs> was and, it, um, who was it? Was it Candice LeRae that was his partner all the time in the Indies? Yes, the world's cutest tag team. Yep. Yep. <laughs> 
That's awesome. I think Joey Ryan would be a great addition to AEW, and it'll be an opportunity for him to really sh- to let his character shine as well. Oh my god, that character's great. Yeah, that character's great. So you know, so, spe- speaking of AEW signings, uh, Johnny, you wanted to say something. I, I just wanted to bring up this guy. Um, you might have heard of him before. His name is Jonathan. Um, and, and Jonathan has has a code name he goes by, and the code name is Dean. You know anyone named Dean that might mm. not be renewing their contract? You know, I don't think I know where you're going with this, Johnny. I do. I'm telling you that Dean Ambrose is going to end up in AEW. He is not renewing his contract. First, first of all, for WWE to even cover this is fucking out of this world. Well, I, com- I want to touch on that. I think they're uh, letting us know ahead of time that Dean Ambrose will not be re-signing his contract in April when his contract expires because they're going to be writing him off TV sooner than, it, sooner than later. You think I they're going to do the same thing they did with Pac? Yeah, I think so. But I think it, the only difference is they'll actually write Dean off TV as opposed to Pac just getting up and walking out. Um, I think they're going to write Dean off because there's no point in having Dean in anything, uh, in any card. I'm sorry, on the WrestleMania card if he's going to be leaving right after WrestleMania. Agreed. There's no point of giving him a match just to lose and then to leave. He's going to be on Mania still. Still Somehow, so? in what ca- I, I in, do. In what capacity? It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a throwaway match, like you said. But Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Oh yeah! Could you imagine if that's that where suck. we see him? That would suck. That would. What yeah. if this is a work? What if this is a goddamn work? I saw some articles about this potentially being a work, but I don't think it's a. I don't know, man. I don't think so. Dean hasn't seemed like himself on TV lately, anyway, and I feel like ever since they turned him heel, he. His direction, he didn't know where to go. He had nowhere to yeah. go. It could have been good, but creative wasn't allowing him to be himself on the mic. And when he has to read these terrible, terrible promos that are written for him, it's just not helping his character get over. No. I'm a smart man. How cool would it be, though? That would be pretty cool. Dude, like, fucking April comes around. Guess what, motherfuckers? Oh, you got I'm us not all. not going anywhere. Got us all, Dean. But so, so I hope they don't hold on real quick. I have to mention this, and I I know she doesn't listen to her cast, but maybe we'll tag her and we we tell her to listen at a certain point. I really hope that the upper management does not now bury um, his wife. I don't see that happening. I think that if Dean is leaving, which I'm pretty sure he is leaving WWE, it's going just to keep him and Renee separate. They're going to have their own jobs. She's still going to be a major voice on the announced team over on Raw and just for WWE in general. She's doing too good of a job for them to get rid of her or for them to even bury her because, you know, they don't need to punish her because of her husband's choice. Yeah. You okay. Know, that, that, that's what I see. You that would know, be like... Uh yeah, never mind. Yeah. That was a bad example. Not even going to say it. But, um, so everyone really thinks that he's going to AEW. But, I mean, what if yeah. what if he decides to go to somewhere else, like New Japan or Impact Wrestling? Impact well, Wrestling has been doing a lot better lately, and he'd be a really no, good name to put there. It's not going to be Impact. I'm, I'm going to tell you why. They cannot afford Jonathan Moxley. They are not. They, they won't afford him. Can, can the other two? Absolutely. New Japan... 
and and AEW can afford Jonathan Moxley. Right. Impact and ROH, I don't think so. You know that that that's so at all. An, let's say he does go to New Japan with New Japan a Ring of Honor's partnership. We could see John Moxley on Ring of Honor television, and that would really help Ring of Honor. That'll give them all right. a shot in yeah. the arm if they need uh, yeah. now. Now that they just lost, you know, a quarter of their roster to AEW. It so did. It did. I, I you know what's funny is I'm wondering if there's gonna be a no compete clause. You think there's going to be? Was there one well there was one for Pac. There's one for Pac, there's one for Hideo. Was there one for Austin Aries? Um, I think so. I think so. I think it's very rare. But it was like a nine, it's like a ninety day no no compete clause. So if that's the yeah. case, I wonder, we will not see... I don't see think Tenille Dashwood. Ten, uh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. She had a no-compete clause, too, for a little while. No, I don't think she did. You don't? Hmm. I could be wrong. We'll have to go back and check that, but I, I thought maybe she was out for a bit before she came back, but maybe you're right. I don't um, know. <laughs> but if there is a no-compete clause, then we're not going to see John Moxley at Double or Nothing in May, if that's the case. Unless he... Unless he shows up and doesn't compete. Well, no compete clause doesn't mean no wrestling. It means no working for another company. No working at all. Gotcha. Unless he legally buys a front row ticket and it's just there and he happens to be filmed. Right. But pull like an NXT thing. Oh, and in the crowd, we have this guy. That'd be insane. Yeah. So I'm going. Let the third man speak. God damn it. There's only two There's of only us. two of us today. You're not even the third man today. That's why I get my fucking show. So speaking of no compete clauses, Hideo Itami, we mentioned him already. Yeah. Ask for his release. Does anyone find this surprising? No. We talked no. about it a few weeks ago, how we thought this whole Hideo Itami experiment failed. Yes. Um, it has not been officially announced, though, by WWE if they did grant him his release, but... From the, it looks like people are tweeting at him saying, they thank you for your time. You did a lot. It looks like it's probably going that way. Now, here's, here's another name. Where does he go from here? Um, you're going to see him, man, probably New Japan. That's what I'm thinking. I think he's going to go home. Um, I don't know. Maybe Dragon Gate. Maybe. What but, about um, AEW? I don't know. Are we going to steal everyone? Why not? Isn't that what WCW did? And yeah. They're not, they're not stealing him. If he asked for his release because he, oh, didn't I know. Get, he didn't have the platform that he was hoping he would have in WWE. But if AEW says we, that they can give that to him, then we'll, we'll see Kenta over at AEW. And that's cool. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Bones and I have known each other for a long time. But when we first started like talking about wrestling – which was just a couple of years ago. I think the Kenta signing to NXT thing was one of the first things mm-hmm. that we might have talked about. I mean, yeah. he's been here for a long time at this point. Yeah, he came to NXT. He was part of the crop with uh, him, Finn Balor, and Kevin Owens. Yeah. And they were supposed to be the three big top signings. And unfortunately, Hideo was just plagued with injury throughout NXT. And then... They, they they relegated him to 205 Live, and unfortunately, 205 doesn't even have a real big platform to stand on, so it's really hard to put wrestlers over over there. Yeah, it's been five years, actually. Yeah. He, he he signed in 2014. Um, interesting enough, I wonder if he's going to retire. He's 37. 
I don't know. Oh, I mean, even he's Japanese him in the ring now. Japanese Japanese wrestlers don't retire. Yeah, and seeing even seeing him in the ring now, he still has it. He he's not. I think he still has a few more years left in him. Yeah, especially if he goes back to New Japan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how old is Jushin Thunder Liger? How, do, how old do you think? Let's find out. Jushin Liger. No, not the anime. Jushin Thunder Liger is 54 years old. And he's still going. I mean, yes. look at uh, T- Terry Funk was in his 50s when he was still going. Undertaker is in his 50s. I mean, he looks like he's in his 50s now when he fights. But, yeah, man, yeah. some guys still have in him. So I could see Kent is still going for a, for a little while longer. Yeah. All right. That's good to hear because he's good. I just want to point out because I'm looking at this now that Jushin Liger debuted the year I was born. 34 freaking years ago. (laughs) Okay. Switching gears completely. Yeah. So let's talk about the fallout from the Royal Rumble uh, that we saw this week on both Raw and SmackDown. It's more than just fallout. It's Jeff fucking Jarrett. (laughs) So out of everything that happened this past week, and we're gonna fo- we'll talk about Jeff Jarrett. Okay, we Jeff have Jarrett to. came in at number two at the Royal Rumble in that hideous Jeff Jarrett uh, wrestling outfit. So I marked out when I heard the music. I'm like, I know this music. Why do I know this? Oh my god! I thought that was a great segment too, and a great way to start off the Rumble. And then seeing the Jeff Jarrett again on Raw was even better. Can, can we just? Talk about Jeff Jarrett's punches. Uh, they are scary. Those are he has the best punches in the business, um, and Elias really sold them. Uh, Jeff Jarrett is working behind the scenes now uh, in the offices. I don't know what yep. his position is, but Jeff Jarrett, along with another former WWE employee, uh, Mister Shane Hurricane Helms, is also working backstage now. That is very surprising. Yes. I thought he left on very bad terms. I don't I remember. So too. But you know how but, you know how McMahon is that they always bury things under the rug and, and, and they, they, yeah. they always kiss and make up at the end. And we did see Hurricane in last year's Rumble too, don't forget. That's right. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah. So but I'm really glad that Jarrett's back with WWE now working behind the scenes. I would like to see him as an on screen figure at some point again too whether it be a yep. manager or some kind of authoritative role. Uh, but I'm glad to see Jeff Jarrett's back with back with the company. Holy crap. Gregory Helms is 44 years old. Yeah, man. These are the guys that we saw back in their heyday during the attitude. Yeah. Era. Yeah, man. Holy crap. They're up there in age. Man, that's so, just surprising. So what was one of some of the big takeaways you took from the Royal Rumble? Um, well, oh God, where do we start here? I know there was a lot. Are we going to talk about the actual event? I know you did on aftermath, but like the women got a long ass rumble and I love that. Did you see doc and I didn't really like how long it was and how it started off kind of slow and sloppy. Uh, it ended off well. It had a lot of questionable moments though, in terms of, I mean, everyone knew Becky was going to end up winning it at some point. But like the way that she put herself into the match uh, was kind of is questionable. I'm okay with it. I thought it made sense. If you have an entrant that cannot compete, you still have to fill that slot. Becky was healthy enough to fight. Lana wasn't, so Becky takes the spot. Yeah. Um, 
I think the Rumble itself, the whole pay-per-view itself was great from start to finish. It had questionable moments, but overall it was a really good event. But talking about the women, man, we got Becky Lynch going to WrestleMania, and it's already yeah. being advertised that it's going to be the main event, that Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey are main eventing WrestleMania. Yeah, but that's not official, and I, that, that can change. We still have a long time. Yeah, a lot long can change. Time. At one thing that might change is, are they going to put Charlotte in this match? Mm. I, I, that's going to take away from it if it's a triple threat. I agree. I think it's very much going to take, uh, take away from the event. Yeah. At, um, at first, back during like Survivor Series TLC, it made sense for it to be a triple threat. But now, with the way Royal Rumble went down, they don't need to add Charlotte to make it a bigger event. It's already a marquee of uh, a marquee match with just the two of them, with just Becky and Ronda. Yeah. Okay. You know, I, I they better not do that. Um, can we just go back real quick? Um, I just want to I want to touch on that we finally saw Lacey Evans. We did, and you know what? She she looked great. She, she lasted a long great. time. She she tried to do a kip up when her, yeah. her Natty did one and she didn't really do a kip up too well. But aside from that, she did great. She lasted a long time. I liked her whole confrontation with Charlotte during the match as well. I'm glad that we we finally got to see Lacey Evans in the ring on the main roster. So you know we talked about Becky. Let's talk about Seth Rollins. Um, no surprise here, right? It, yes and no. I really thought with the way Raw and SmackDown have been going the past few weeks leading to Rumble, I really thought Samoa Joe was going to come out victorious. I didn't think... Really? I didn't think Seth Rollins or Drew McIntyre needed to win the Rumble to end up in the title picture, but my whole thought process is switched now because obviously Rollins won, so Rollins is going to face Brock at WrestleMania. So now what I thought was going to happen with the Raw side going into an elimination chamber is what's happening on the SmackDown side. So it wasn't, it wasn't too big of a surprise. I had three potential winners, Drew, Joe, or Seth. So at that point, if any one of those three won, then it made sense. I, I agree. I, I don't think there's anyone else there that could, that could have won it. You know, no. um, I'm, I'm happy for Seth Rollins. I, uh, <laughs> man, um, I'm really happy for Nia Jax too. Are I thought you? what she did was awesome. I know you. I know you guys didn't like it. I. I just think. I think it's awesome. I. You know. I'm. I'm wondering what's going to happen with this now. Are we trying to promote intergender matches like like Lucha? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know if that's going to be acceptable though on television on the WWE television, especially when they go to Fox. I don't know if the TV networks are going to allow it, but who knows? At the end of the day. If the money's there, they can make it work. <laughs> okay, I'm good. Um, but speaking of Nia, uh, supposedly Nia's getting some heat backstage because it turns out she actually injured our truth when she attacked our truth at the Rumble. Oh, God. Even though we did see him fight on SmackDown and win the U.S. title and then successfully defend the U.S. title in the same night, supposedly and he got injured it. in some way. So... Uh, I don't know the extent of that, but supposedly Nia is getting some heat backstage because now with our truth being injured at by her hand, that is ten superstars in the past two years, three years that she has now 
injured at some point. Yeah. yeah. I mean, things happen in wrestling, though. Right. You know, all right, maybe she's injuring, but I wonder if, I don't know. No, no. Do you think it'd be better for Nia Jax to go back to NXT and just work on the basics again? No. I need her to fight men. And just, they take it and deal with it. I want to see Nia Jax over on SmackDown. I can see that, too. I would love I, to see Nia Jax go through every brand and just attack people. Right. How cool would that be? She just if shows they, up. If they want to put, put her over as a monster... They need to have that. They can have her do something like that, and they need to stop giving her a microphone. Yeah, she can't talk. She cannot talk. She's not a talker at all. She's got Brock syndrome. Yeah, but uh, going back to our truth. So our truth this week on SmackDown beat Shinsuke Nakamura for the U uh, S title. Twenty-four And then hours. Rusev came out, and then Rusev challenged our truth, and our our truth successfully defended the title against Rusev. I was speechless when I saw that happen because, one, I'm a Nakamura fan. I really want Nakamura to be the champ. Yes. I don't know if you knew that, but I'm a Nakamura fan. But I also was happy that Rusev had a chance to be the U.S. champion again as well. (coughs) But now seeing our truth win the belt and then having Rusev come out directly after the challenge for it makes the U.S. title mean something. Yep. I feel like now you have... They're expanding on the mid-card right now. I mean, I was considering guys like Samoa Joe, Ali, the mid-card, but now they're going to be in the Elimination Chair match, which we'll get to. But you still have names like Rey Mysterio and Andrade, because I could see this U.S. title match at Mania being a multi-man match. Yep. Uh, so let's talk about the mid-card. Do you remember back in episode two, three, maybe I say it all the time, that if WWE wants to change, it comes from the mid-card. And look what is happening. It's the fucking mid-card yep. getting all of the action. Yep. And you know what? Maybe they're listening to this show, and maybe they're taking my ideas. Hire me, Vince, H, yeah. Trip, whatever you go by. Hey, Doc and I have been talking about that the past few weeks because we, we've been talking about guys like Samoa Joe. But have uh, you been giving Mysterio, me credit? No, Andre. why would you give me credit? Oh. No, because you're the third man. You have your own show now. I do. <laughs> but no, I agree. See, SmackDown is doing it right, though. SmackDown is building their mid-card to help build the championship picture. Raw is not. Raw only focuses on the main event, and they do nothing with their mid-card, with their tag teams. Everything else is forgotten. It's the women's title, universal title, and that's all that matters. Yeah. Like, Bobby Lashley is the fucking Intercontinental Champion. Okay, <laughs> He, he attacked Finn Balor on Monday. Maybe now that Finn Balor had his chance to fight Brock, maybe Finn will face uh, Bobby Lashley for the IC title. It'll oh. give Finn Balor a chance to have some kind of gold since Seth Rollins is the one that's going to be facing Brock and probably beat Brock at Mania. But now, That'd be I awesome. re- speaking of Brock, we're going all over the place right now, but there's so much that went on this week. Speaking yep. of Brock, do you, all right, do you think Rollins is going to defeat Brock at Mania? Oh. Oh. It's a simple yes or no question. Ooh. Um pass. I'm going to say no because Brock Lesnar's contract has him wrestling through May, which is when the next Saudi Arabia event is going to be. 
Oh, we're so still doing Brock those. Go into the event in Saudi Arabia as champion or as an attraction. I would love to be as an attraction. I think the belt right. needs to get back over here and back over here by you know actual wrestlers. That's what I mean. Yeah, I and, agree. Uh, change your hands a little more often. And now you already have a field of people. Yeah, you have Finn Balor that can go for it. You have Drew McIntyre. You have Bobby Lashley that can go for it. You know, so you yep. have other potential people that can face a new champion. So yep. interesting to see where this all all this all folds out to. Uh, but let's go back to the mid card. Okay, I didn't mean to go off topic there, but the U.S. title picture. So, what were your thoughts on what happened on SmackDown with the U.S. title? So. My thoughts on the U.S. title are very interesting. I think what they did was cool. Uh, I I think it actually helps our truth that he defended it twice. Um, you know, our truth has been used for comic relief for so long since you know Little Jimmy, you know, which was his last like big run. You know, yeah. That um, you know, maybe he needed two title defenses in one night. Um, I hate that they make Rusev look so weak all the time, but uh. You know, I think this is great for our truth, and maybe maybe we're just seeing the end of his career. I think so. Maybe this could be like a final run with another title. I could see him stick around for a little bit while, a little while longer though. But um, I do like how they're turning Rusev heel. It looks like, and I didn't know that I wanted the tag team of Nakamura and Rusev so bad until now. Yes, yes. Uh, I love how they're facing the club next week on SmackDown. Yeah, uh, I would like to see some more tag teams like team ups like this uh, going for the tag titles. I think Nakamura and Rusev versus Miz and Shane would be fucking awesome. I don't like team ups. I like actual tag teams. It, it depends on the team up. Like a few no. weeks ago or a couple months ago, we saw Samoa Joe and Nakamura. That's another fucking tag team that I would love to see. No, doesn't do anything for me. Put some titles on them. No, oh, sorry. Not for me. So let's switch back over now to Raw and talk about the Intercontinental uh, title picture. So we talked about Balor and Lashley. Uh, do you think Balor's going to end up in the IC picture now over on the Raw side? Um, no. I think we're going to see Balor move up to uh, top championships at this point. Okay. Yeah. What about you? But do you think we're going to see that happen before or after Mania? So... I think it might start before Mania, but we're not going to see all of it until after Mania. What it challenges potentially Balor can be included in the match against Brock. Do you think that's the only way he can win if there's someone else? I don't think so. No, I, I, I question see, your question with a question. I, I noticed that. See, I really thought Balor had a had a chance last week to beat Brock Lesnar. Because that wasn't a squash match. It was a quick match, but Balor looked strong. Brock looked like a beast after the match was over. When he came back out, suplexed him, gave him the F5, which is typical Brock. But I feel like Finn still looked strong in that match. So Finn versus Brock one-on-one, Finn could definitely beat him. Seth versus Brock one-on-one, Seth could beat him. There doesn't need to be another person in there for Brock to lose. I think if they do add a person to that match, they should still have Brock be the one to take the pin. Ooh. Especially if Brock's going to be gone after the Saudi Arabia event. 
let the person who beats him for the title look the strongest by taking the pin from Brock. Okay. Look at you. That's what Man, I'm thinking. I'm, I'm gone for Book two it, weeks. Vince. Book it, Vince. I'm, I'm gone for two weeks and all these great ideas start to happen. Right? Maybe well, I bring you guys down. Doc didn't tell you that we actually had an interview with uh, with uh, P- Papa Trips last week for the creative no? team. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, we're going to be writing for a new show. It's called The Fourth Wall. <laughs> oh, but that's, that's, that's us. I thought it was funnier. funnier. It was funnier when I thought of it. It wasn't funny. Okay. You know, John, I'm, I'm kind of a hippie. No. I, uh, yeah, I recycle. I, uh, I try to eat well when I can. Not organic because that shit's too expensive. But uh, Do you own items that are made of hemp? You know, I actually do. So but do there's, there is something I want made out of hemp. And I always thought it would be cool. And oh my God, it actually happened this week. A fucking championship belt made out of hemp. Yeah. How long do you think it took them to make that? This must have been in the works for so long. That It would have taken them a while to make that belt out of hemp. But uh, it was very interesting. I like what they're doing here. They're really developing this Daniel Bryan character, uh, especially now with the new custom belt. He's only the fifth superstar to ever have their own custom belt. I think it was there was Austin, Rock, Hart. Edge. It was did a Bret Hart superstar. Who did? Didn't Bret Hart have one? I don't know if he had a custom belt. Cena had the spinner belt. No, yeah, spinner. so that's it. So Austin had the smoking skull. Yeah. Rock had the Brahma bull. Cena had the spinning belt. Edge had the rated R superstar belt. And now we have the hemp belt for Daniel Bryan. <laughs> Is it really a custom belt, though? It's custom to him. Yeah, all right, all right. Because it's now, the same but exact That brings belt. up a good question. If he loses the title, does that person still carry the hemp belt, or do they go back to the original belt? Maybe it'll smoke it. <laughs> right? There you go. Yo, that comment that, that AJ made when AJ came out and interrupted Daniel Bryan. Yeah. It's like, they yeah, just it was smoked others. the product before he brought it to the ring. Didn't he say yes? No, he's like, No. Oh, my God. It was pretty funny. Um, I'm going to touch on this real quick because we need to. We just need to touch on it. Poor Eric Rowan. I was going to talk about that, too. I feel like that segment didn't really tell us why the hell he's there. I don't think we're going to find out. I feel like this whole thing between – this whole Daniel Bryan development can be done without him having a bodyguard or whatever the hell Eric Rowan's going to be for him. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't see know. the point in it. Unless, this is what I was thinking, unless Daniel Bryan is going a route similar to CM Punk, when CM Punk had the Straight Edge Society. Straight Edge Society. And Daniel Bryan starts having, he runs a small faction that are a bunch of vegan earth lovers. Man, who was that guy in NXT a couple of years ago that, that left with the dreads and he was, he was a total like hippie. That's that's Juice Robinson, who is the U.S. Yes. champ over in NJPW right now. Yes. Yeah. What was his name in WWE? Um, C.J. Parker. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, Juice but right now he, he's a title holder over in NJPW. And yeah. Oh, I know he won't come back, but yeah, like, they, that they did him perfect. wrong. 
in, uh, Very in wrong. NXT. Yep. I, I agree. But that that hippie character that he had would have went over well during this whole Daniel Bryan thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Oh, Poor juice. So anyway, so this is all leading us up to the Elimination Chamber event, which is going to be happening on February 17th. And Johnny, do you know what else is happening on February 17th? Oh, I do, but I, I don't know if I want to tell them yet. You know what? I'm going to tell them. No. You have to become a Patreon of the Fourth Wall WrestleCast. So if you go to patreon.com slash Fourth Wall WrestleCast and for as low as $1 show your support, you will receive an exclusive announcement for Patreons only on February 17th regarding the Fourth Wall WrestleCast and WrestleMania. Gee golly, Bones. What do you get for a dollar? What don't you get? You guys get merchandise discounts early access to our shows you get exclusive audio and video content for your kayfabe consumption and much much more gee bones what if i have more than a dollar to give well you're in luck we have multiple tiers you could donate three dollars five dollars or ten dollars to get the maximum amount of content and rewards you can from the fourth wall team what up, Ooses? This is Double F, Double C, Jeff Pomaccio at 52 Points of Art, the host of Not Your Mama Soap Opera and Not Underscore Opera, where we showcase the entertainment side of professional wrestling. Can't wait to connect with all my Ooses Wednesdays on the Wrestle Addicts Radio. That's at A-D-D-I-C-T-W-R-E-S-T-L-E. Can't wait to connect with you all. Have a good one. This is war. So we have the Elimination Chamber coming up. Uh, We only have three confirmed matches so far for this event. The first one I want to talk about is the SmackDown tag titles. So as we know... That's where you want to go first? Let's start with that. We'll we'll, we'll end off big. So we have Miz and Shane, who who won the tag titles last week at Royal Rumble from the bar. And they're going to be facing the Usos. So I think it was a questionable choice of teams they had in this fatal four-way match on SmackDown to determine the number one contenders. You had the Usos, you had New Day, you had The Bar, and then you have Heavy Machinery. What the fuck happened to Sanity and the Bullet Club? Yeah, I thought we were going to see them on TV more. Yeah, and that happened for one week, and then they've been gone ever since. I don't understand. They're all great wrestlers. Yeah. I think they could have taken the place of the Usos and, um, sorry, and the New Day. They yeah, didn't need to I, be in that match. Fine, put the bar in the match. It makes sense. They, they want to try and get their rematch to get their titles back. But yep. Heavy Machinery, too, they're not even set to be – it's not even set to be on what brand they're going to be on. So yeah. why don't you use guys that are already on that roster? I didn't understand the booking for that match at all or understand why the Usos won. I don't understand why the Usos won either. I thought we were done with that. Yeah, I mean, again, I don't mind. Maybe it was a Shane McMahon thing. He's like, well, if, I, if I'm going to become a tag champ, then we're going to fight the Usos. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm sure it's going to be a great match. I just, again, I love the Usos. They're a great tag team, but they need to get out of SmackDown, and they need to, they need to go to Raw really soon. Yeah, I agree. Ooh, did so, you hear my voice crack? I'm going through my changes. You hit puberty? Yeah. 
So do you want to make some er- early predictions in this match? Usos or Miz and Shane? Uh, Miz and Shane. They're going to hold them till Mania. You think so? Yes. See, Absolutely. I think they're going to lose them before Mania, and then Shane and Miz are going to break up, and they're going to have a singles match at Mania. And that's going to be Shane's WrestleMania moment. Because mm. you know Shane I, always has to have a Mania moment. I reject your reality and substitute my own, where they I, go into Mania and lose at Mania. Listen, I hope I'm wrong. I don't want to see Miz versus Shane. I'd rather see them defend the titles in a really good tag match and, and potentially lose them to another team. Yeah. So speaking of tag titles... We have half of the Women's Tag Team Championship Elimination Chamber match already set. So they started to have some qualifying matches on Raw. So, so far we have the Riot Squad and the Wild Samoans, Afa and Sika. I'm sorry, I mean (laughs) Naya and Tamina, uh, already confirmed to be in the Elimination Chamber. And then we go over to SmackDown and Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville don't have to qualify. They just declared their entrant into the match. Man, SmackDown has it so easy. Mandy and Sonya, I want to be in this match. Okay, you're in the match. Riot Squad wants modes. You got to beat up people to be in the match. Yeah. I don't understand why. I expected there to be a bunch of qualifying matches uh, to, to get into this match, but I'm surprised Mandy and Sonya just declared it and they're in now. Uh, we still got three more slots opened. Besides the obvious, which is the Iconics, who else is going to uh, be really? in this match? Do we? Yeah. I think so. You th- uh. I think we're, we're, that'd be stupid for them to not put the Iconics in. First no. of all, they have no fucking women's tag teams. No. You have the Riot Squad and you have the Iconics are the only legitimate teams. I know. Everyone else, they're a bunch of team-ups. Yeah, which you love. I hate them. I love it. So it Icon- depends on who they are. So Iconics, Bailey and Sasha. That's going to happen. They did announce that they're going to be in a qualifying match on Raw. You want to know who they're facing? Ooh, who are they facing? Get this. Alicia Fox and Nikki Cross. Like, what the fuck? They're going to lose the and then uh, they're going to... They're good. Yeah, well, that's meant to lose, and then Nikki and Alicia are going to have a little bit of a feud. No, Nikki Cross needs to go to SmackDown and join Sanity. Yeah, uh, maybe we'll see that happen, but I don't see that happening right away. I don't know. All these NXT call-ups are very, very confusing on what they're doing with them. Because they did it to make us happy, and then they're like, well, shit, what are we going to do now? Yeah. So... Now, that still leaves one opening, uh, one open slot in this Elimination Chamber match. Who else could, could it be? Do we see a return of the Bellas? Do we see Trish uh, and Lita make Trish a return? Trish and Lita. That's, yeah. well, that's what I'm thinking. I would uh, rather I th- Trish and Lita. It, it, yeah. it quite possibly could be the Bellas. You know, we thought they were back, but I guess not. No, after Evolution, we haven't seen them since. I could see Trish and Lita making a return, potentially winning it at Elimination Chamber, and then going into Mania and losing it to, like, the Boston Hug connection. Yeah, I'm, I'm very proud of you. 
I'm very proud of you. I Are thought you? you were gonna say Riot Squad. As much as I want to, I, I don't see that I don't see that in creative right now. As much as I want to. But one day, Ruby is going to be the Raw Women's Champion and Liv and Sarah are going to be the women's tag team champions. Liv, I love you. Liv's amazing. She's so amazing. And she's from Jersey. Represent. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Garden State. We got to get her and Sonya on the show. Yes. And Deanna Parazzo. Oh, yeah. We got to get Parazzo here. We'll never get them all at the same time. That would be awesome. The three Jersey girls of uh, WWE. That would would never happen. Yeah. But, you know, we are going to get a chance to talk to some superstars, uh, I think, in about a week when we go to an NXT house show down in Tom's River, New Jersey. Oh, my God. We're be sitting front row ringside. The kazoo crew is back. Man, I really hope Roddy is there. I hope Roddy is there. And we're bringing our kazoos. If you guys don't know about the kazoo crew, come to the NXT show in Tom's River. Come hang out with us. If you're gonna if you're gonna come to the show, come early. We'll go out for drinks beforehand. It'll be a good time. So let's talk about the last match on the Elimination Chamber card that has been announced so far. It is an awesome Elimination Chamber match for the WWE Championship. We have Daniel Bryan defending against AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, Samoa Joe, and Mustafa Ali. I am so excited about this match, except Randy Orton. He's I'm not okay keep... with Orton. No, I don't think he can keep up with these guys. No, nah, Orton can. I would rather them replace Hardy with someone else. But I think the reason they didn't use someone like Ray or Andrade is because they're going to continue this Andrade and Ray feud. And it's going to turn into something really, really big going into WrestleMania. Yeah, and you're going to see, I mean, they might fight at Elimination Chamber too, so. True. But now, out of these six superstars, does Daniel Bryan retain the championship? Absolutely. Yeah, I think I said it before. I, I feel like Samoa Joe has the better chance of winning the championship in this night. Because you know what? He needs a fucking title. And he'll get it. He's going to get his title run. Styles is going to get another title run. Um, Ali in five years will have a title run. And it wouldn't surprise me if Hardy had a title. I'm not saying in this match, but I can see Jeff Hardy holding the the title for one last run. You think so? This is his first... Championship, def- uh, not not defense. Championship match in over like eight years, nine years. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. So I know for those Jeff Hardy fans out there, like our good sister MJ from Who Got Next on the Rant with Ant feed, is a nice. huge Jeff Hardy fan. So I'm sure she's ecstatic that Hardy got into this match. I'm afraid that Hardy's going to break himself in this match. Mm, you think and so? He, uh, he's going to do something crazy, and he's going to break himself in half. <laughs> you think this is it? You think this is going to be like Hardy's last go? I think he's going to try and stay as healthy as he can through Mania. Mm. But actually, hold on. On that note, a couple weeks ago, Matt Hardy released a statement that he has been cleared to return to the ring. You think so? Oh, man. What do you think is going to happen there? 
Well, I have been thinking for a while they have kind of been foreshadowing a Brother Nero debut. So I think it'd be really awesome if Matt Hardy goes to SmackDown and him and Jeff Hardy uh, bring to life the broken universe over on the SmackDown side. I'm glad you said Brother Nero and not um, Willow. Willow? (laughs) No. No, no. I don't think Willow's ever going to be seen over on WWE television. Nero has a better chance. I, I agree. I agree. So all in all, I mean, the matches that we have, even though they're not fully completed yet, we have some good matches to look forward to to an Elimination Chamber, uh, which is nice that it's going to be not really a B-side pay-per-view. Like, the main event already, the Elimination Chamber match, is that's more reason enough than to tune in and watch Elimination Chamber. Yep. So we're on the road to WrestleMania. It's a long road to WrestleMania. You know who's going to be at WrestleMania? Uh, who? Oh, wait. I know. I think you know. You tell us. The Fourth Wall WrestleCast. Whoop, 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 whoop. Hey, uh, hey, Bones, hold on one second. My alarm's going off. Did I just hear myself say three minutes? We got three minutes and we're out of here. The clock is ticking and we're in the clear. We got three minutes and we're out of here. We got three minutes and we're out of here. Sorry, Bones, about that alarm. Must have forgot to take it off. So my final thought, I have two things I want to touch on, and they're both from the same brand, and that is NXT UK. Um, For those of you that don't know, you haven't listened to Smarky's Singles Run, which, how dare you not? I like to cover NXT, NXT UK, and uh, sometimes 205 Live, um, but mostly the, the yellow brands. So my first thing I want to talk about is... James Drake and Zach Gibson. Uh, They are now the UK Tag Team Champions. I think they deserve it. You know, for the most part, I think they deserve it. But uh, if you didn't, well, here's a spoiler. Spoiler on NXT UK uh, TV this week, they finally started using their indie name, which is Grizzled Young Veterans. And I'm very happy that they're allowed to use their name from the indies. Um, If you've never watched them before NXT UK, please do. But the one thing I want to talk about from the same brand is Walter. Walter makes his debut this week in the ring. Now, first and foremost, for those of you that don't know, here at the Fourth Wall, we are all musicians. Uh, we all play our own kinds of music, but we all are trained in classical music for the most part. And um, New World Symphony, the motherfucker comes out to the New World Symphony. When I heard that the first time, I might have gotten a musical boner. Bones, you want to say something there? I saw that. I liked how Nigel acknowledged the the piece of music that he used for his entrance. That 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 made me feel good. From the musician in me, I felt good yeah. that they actually acknowledged that. Yeah. I um I'm very happy that that he did acknowledge it and that, you know, we get more classical music. Right. Uh, but so this dude comes to the ring, he's He's a monster, dude. He is big. He is everything that an Austrian should be, and I would know because I am very much Austrian. Um, <laughs> his ring style, to me, is one of the coolest things going. It is old school, hits you as hard as you can type of wrestling. No high-flying moves, just grappling. 
The dude is so fun to watch. The poor guy in the ring, Enhancement Talent. I don't remember his name. Do you? I don't. Something, Jason something or... Jason, Jason Stars. Star? Stars. Stars, there it and is. And I remember that because he, he his logo is almost a logo of a band from the 70s called Stars. Bet you've never yes. heard of them. Go listen to them. They have great music. Um, what's up, Doobie? I know you're out there. <laughs> I know some of them. Anyways, um, so... It's just so fun to watch him. And so the enhancement talent, um, he took, he took a, a slap on the chest from Walter and I'm closing my eyes right now because like I felt how much pain he was in. I know it's fake, but that slap obviously is not fake. And the dude's chest looked like the, the it looked like Mars. Yeah. It looked like the manscape of Mars. And and his like white complexion really helped enhance that red mark on his chest from that chap. It's funny. Are you a Nigel McGuinness fan? Because you are like reciting his uh, his commentary right now. He said the same. Thing. <laughs> I didn't even know. Yeah, that. he said something about his complexion. I love Nigel. Yes, Nigel's awesome. Yeah, I I do too. I do too. Did so you see his documentary. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, I need to really because I don't want to start it and have to stop it just because. Um, I know that it's good and, you know, uh, I'm, it's sad. I'm sad just thinking about it. Anyways, Bones, what's your final thought? My final thought is just I hope they don't fuck up the women's tag team championship match at Elimination Chamber or fuck up the women's tag division or I should say lack thereof a tag division at this point. I really okay. hope they do this right. I hope they didn't just give us some more titles because that's what everyone wanted. That's what Bailey and Sasha have been talking about for the past year, two yeah. years. I really yeah. hope they know what they're doing. I know they. I I hope they have ideas set up, and I hope we start seeing some more legit tag teams come out of this, and not just more team ups. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do hope that they give it to the rightful owners of the Riot Squad. Really? <laughs> you know I had Come to throw on. that in there somewhere. Come on. You knew I had to throw that in there somewhere. Uh, well, anyway, all right. that's all the time we have for today, folks. So if this is your first time tuning in, I am JC Bones, and you can follow me on Twitter at JC Bones. And I am the third man, Johnny Smarks, and you can find me on Twitter at Johnny Smarks a lot. And we are the Fourth Wall WrestleCast. Be sure to follow our other co-host, Doc Haas, on Twitter at Dr. Haas 4WC. That's D-R-H-A-A-S-E 4WC. Or don't. Or don't follow him at all. Uh, please be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Fourth Wall Cast. Uh, please give Wrestle Addict Radio a follow on Twitter at Addict Wrestle. Please take a look at our Patreon account as well. Give us your money. Lots of exclusive content there, and you're going to help this show grow by giving us your hard-earned dough. Ooh. You rhymed. Did you plan that? I'm a poet, and I didn't even, didn't know, even it. know it. <laughs> and no, honestly, Fourth Wall fans, I did not plan that at all. That just came out. Holy shit. I love when things like that happen. Oh, pat on self, self high five. 
Self-pat so, yes, on the back. J- just like Smarky said, be sure to go to patreon.com backslash fourth wall wrestlecast. And for as low as $1 a month, you could be a member of the fourth wall fam and get exclusive audio and video content, merchandise, discounts, early access to our weekly shows, annual rewards, and <gasps> much, much more. Ooh. So please check us out on Patreon. Please give us a follow and tell all your friends to like, share, and subscribe and help this thing grow and grow and continue to be the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. Once again, we are the Fourth Wall WrestleCast. Goodbye and good night. PCO is going to get you, motherfucker. Peace. Peace.